just like to give trophies and awards to anyone these days, don't we? Like Dundies? <laughs> They're almost like Dundies, but Dundies hold more weight. Dylan Mulvaney won a something for... Streamy. A streamy <laughs> for his work at pretending to be a woman don't on TikTok. That dreamy. Corinne Jean-Pierre, my favorite press secretary, says that, listen... To all you who say that Joe Biden's too old, we can't even keep up with him. I think that says more about you, KJP. Like they lost him somewhere. <laughs> and a student in Colorado Springs is removed from class and told he has to remove a patch from his book bag. Was it a patch promoting guns? No. Was BLM? It, was it no. an eye patch? No. Transgender ideology? No. It was the Gadsden flag, which the administrator says is rooted in racism and hate. All of that today on the Palmetto Family Matters Show. Right, don't tread on us either. Welcome into the Palmetto Family Matters show, fastest growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina. Justin Hall and Mitch Prosser here with you on a cloudy, gloomy Wednesday morning. It is Wednesday, August 30th. We're waiting. 10 a.m. on the dot. Ding. In the year of our Lord, 2023. We're waiting on a giant onion off the coast. We, Wait. We are waiting for Hurricane, Hurricane. Adelia. Oh, it's not Vidalia. Which will be a tropical storm Sorry, when, it makes, when it makes when uh, it makes its way through the southern part of South Carolina. And seriously, no joke. We are, we are, you know, not to give the cliche thoughts and prayers, but mm. seriously, our, our yeah. prayers are with those down in Florida who have been affected by the storm, those in South Carolina and Georgia and North Carolina who will be affected as well. Um, if you are without power, um, we you're probably not listening to this, but we hope that you get power back quickly. If you're well, um, a victim of the storm in any way, shape, or form, we we our thoughts and prayers go out to you. Uh, it, Hurricane Idalia, as of the recording of this show again, 10 a.m. made landfall about 20 minutes ago in Florida's Big Bend, which um, you, as far south as the Crystal River as far north and west as just south of the state capital, Tallahassee. Um, Idalia's core, or the eye of the storm, I don't know why CNN calls it the core, hit, they can't get anything right. hit shore Wednesday morning near Keaton Beach, around where the Panhandle meets the peninsula. Um, as of 9 a.m., winds were sustained at 110. Um, it hit the Florida coast as a Category 3, which is a major hurricane in category. And it's uh, the first time a storm surge and winds have been seen like this in this area in about 125 years. Mm. Storm surge between the uh, Achelia River and Crystal River could get as high as 12 to 16 feet. Wow. And that is not good. And again, when you get to these areas around Tampa as well, once that storm surge pulls out... Yeah, that's when things get That's bad. when things get dicey as well. So You missed your calling, Justin. I used to track hurricanes as a kid. So Meteorologist. I was an... I was Jim Cantori's understudy. I was right here. I, ladies actually, and gents. incorrect. Jim Gandy. I was um, oh, even better. I was. I was a John meteorologist. Gandy? I was Jim a meteorologist Gandy. in training. I used to track all the hurricanes every with summer. The map? So much fun the with the map, map, and I would and, and I would and I would draw. With oh the yeah. Oh yeah. Stickers I was doing latitude, longitude. Oh, whole thing. Uh, it's fun, but not when storms are like this. So we are keeping track of that again. That storm is now whipping up some rain here in the Midlands. And we will see some significant rain over the next mm, roughly 12 to 24 hours uh, as this storm moves through. And it should be out of here by Thursday afternoon. should be out of here by tomorrow afternoon, which, great, good. Get it out of here, and we will move along. So we're, we're thinking about all the folks down in Florida, as well as southern Georgia, and, of course, the southern part of the state of South Carolina. 
I'm also thinking about a few things that may may have a little bit more importance as well, Mitch. And that is this situation down in Jacksonville. We hadn't talked about it yet because I like to get all the facts before we start talking about things. And this is just a news segment for you. If you aren't aware, there was a shooting in Jacksonville, Florida uh, over the early part of this week, over this weekend. Uh, three people were killed inside of a Dollar General. Those three people were African American. The shooter was white. That actually is important. Yes. today because the shooter wasn't avowed white supremacist it was racially motivated. it was racially motivated just as the emmanuel nine shooting was yeah. uh, down in at mother emmanuel in charleston back in 2015 which hard to believe was eight years ago um this shooting is being investigated as a federal hate crime uh it was a quote according to the headline racist rampage uh sheriff's deputies and officials from the fbi are saying now uh the shooting claimed the lives of angela michelle carr uh, Anolt Joseph or A.J. Laguerre Jr. and Gerald Galleon, ages 52, 19, and 29 in that order. The shooter had worked at a Dollar Tree from October 21 to July 2022. He went to a predominantly black area of Jacksonville and executed this shooting. Um, there were swastika and Nazi emblazoned material on the rifle that he used. Um, now, there is no room in a civilized society for this sort of thing. I would like to say that all life is valuable, no matter the melanin content in your skin. Yeah. And things like this should not be given quarter. Things like this should not be promoted. And I don't know of anyone who is saying that this shooter was a good person who made a bad decision. By the way, we will not mention the name of the shooter because that just doesn't do us any good. Um, we will not mention. We do know it was a 21-year-old uh, white gentleman. 21-year-old moron. Yeah, a 21-year-old insane moron who, and, and I don't even think insane. I just think just a moron who held views that are antithetical to the the founding documents of this country, basic human decency and order, and, of course, any real Judeo-Christian doctrine. Now, the the Christian response to this is we grieve with those who have lost loved ones, and we seek to try to, I don't even say persuade, convince people that there is a need in their heart for change. And within the Christian faith, I don't think racism has room. Um, it doesn't have room for racism uh, because I believe I believe that racism is a sin— I don't believe it's the original sin, but I do believe that it is rooted in, in in selfishness. It is rooted in pride. It is rooted in all of these things that the Bible obviously speaks against. And so for Christians, Mitch, I think it's important for us to look at these situations soberly, to look at them honestly, to understand that we live in a fallen world, to understand that these these are things that are probably going to continue to happen. Because of that, because of the situation of living in a fallen world and the sinfulness of man, will continue to to grow, wax worse and worse mm -hmm. as as we read in Scripture. And I think it's incumbent on us as Christians to not trivialize these matters or overly politicize them either. Yeah, I, I, my mind goes to two two most uh, notable people in the New Testament. Both of them handle racism in one way, shape, or form. Um, Paul explicitly talks about his ministry being. To the Jew first, and also to the Gentile, to the Greek, he mm -hmm. he walks through what it looks like to be both, and in the context of not just race, but in faith. But then Jesus actually handles this in one of his parables in the Good Samaritan, 
and most people don't understand that this is in some way, shape, or form. Let me say it this way. It does touch race, and and it is not about racism, but he actually uses a Samaritan as the hero, as the protagonist in the story, in order to prove a point that even the people that you are against or disdain can be the good guy in the story, Mm -hmm. which is a huge point in an Eastern proverb or maxim or parable, if you will, as Jesus teaches. And so what is important for us to understand is irrespective or regardless of a person's skin tone, ethnicity, background, uh, whoever they are, God can use them to do great things. God can use all of us. And so for someone to... It, it, it just hurts my head for someone to say one race is superior to another. That's moronic. By the way, the Bible it, makes no mention of 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 any sort of race or no. Or, there's one race. It's yeah. the human race. Right. We come from different ethnicities, nations, backgrounds, languages, tribes, and tongues. Language, tribes, and tongues. And so it's yeah. important for us to think through this, not to succumb to the narrative of the culture which is racism is 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 uh, you know just all, there there are people that are racist there's no doubt about that there are people that use all kinds of different symbols uh, flags all kinds of different things to promote their racism this guy had a swastika uh, emblazoned on his uh, I think the rifle and yeah. on his arm or whatever that and many other symbols have been used for racism. But, and I don't know if this is a segue into what we're going to talk about next or not, mm-hmm. not everything that is said to be racist is, in fact, racist. I agree with that. This was, though. This, mm. no doubt about it. Yeah. No doubt about it. This, <clears throat> and there's a lot of other words I want to use. Um, I'll use idiot. I'll use stupid guy. Um, race Racist... This was racially motivated. There's no doubt about that. And unequivocally, without apology, I will say it's wrong. And for anyone out there who wants to challenge, will you you just think, no, stop. Before we go any further, it's wrong. And let me just say this, and I, this is unpopular, especially amongst those who have knee-jerk responses to things like this. Guns are not the problem. They're not, because just the other day, and I'm trying to remember where this story or, or where this event happened, but someone was attacked with a machete. There are knife there are knife attacks in China, in Australia, all the time. Why are there knife attacks in China and Australia? Because guns, for the most part, are disallowed. They have been collected, banned. By the way, if you make guns illegal. That doesn't keep people like that have criminal intent yes, it does. from getting guns. Yes, it does. The heart is we desperately made, we made, wicked. We made drugs illegal, and no one uses drugs. No one. Tell the people, never mind. Um, what amazes me is that 
the there's an ideology out there that if we make something illegal, it means it goes away. No, the heart is still desperately wicked, and that's why we said all along on nearly every issue, there's a two pronged, at least a two pronged <laughs> approach. Mm-hmm. Not only are we going to pursue legal action, legislative action, but we are also going to speak into the culture in a way that on uh, guns. Are there certain things that we could tighten up? I don't know. Maybe, and and all my Second Amendment friends out there just, like, turned off the podcast. I get it. Maybe. Uh, by the way, I and, and, and I love to go to the range. I love to hunt with guns and bows and arrows. And, mm-hmm. you know, I love that. That's part of who I am as a Southern man. My dad raised me that way that's who i am and i know it doesn't look like it when i'm wearing the golf polo or the the tie but that that's who i am whether you have a gun or not it's still not going to deter the ugliness of the wickedness of a person's heart and so whether it's gender motivated whether it's race motivated whatever the ugly sin in a person's heart is that's what we have to be going after. Not just make it illegal. Right. It's well, it's two pronged. Well, we have and I think that leads us to a to another story and one that um, is worth our time. And that is this story coming out of Colorado Springs. Interesting that we would talk about Colorado Springs. Um the home of a lot of conservative the thought. Van, Focus the on van, the family, he's a member of, he's a um He's a member of the Vanguard School, which is um, in the Harrison School District too. Okay, this this young boy, seventh grader, I believe, had a Gadsden flag patch on his book bag. Yellow now, Gadsden flag. Yellow flag, snake, don't tread on me. Yes, and the Gadsden and flag. By the way, where did it originate? Did it originate in South Carolina? Yes. It was designed, of course, by Christopher Gadsden, native son. So. It it goes along with Benjamin Franklin's "Join or Die" cartoon that he uh, yeah. wrote. Um, this Gadsden flag. So the boy wears the Gadsden flag patch on his book bag. He is removed from the, the classroom because it is hateful and disruptive. Now I'm confused because how is a patch on a book bag disruptive? It doesn't make noise. Uh, it makes a lot less distraction than any of the kids in the room. So they were moving from class. It's a three-minute video. If you want to find it, I've retweeted it on my Twitter page, at Justin B. Hall. You can go look there. The problem with this is the administrator in the room, this fuddy-duddy, says that, well, according to policy, you know, you can't have it. And and if you do, you know, you can take all your stuff out of your book bag and return to class, but if you don't, then sorry, you're not going to go back to class because it's disruptive. The mom, by the way. Does a great job of handling this situation, yeah. and the boy does as well. The they boy's both, very well put together. He just kind of says, "He's like, well, I don't understand." They both understand the history of the flag. The Gadsden flag is not rooted in racism. If I mean, at this point, are we saying that everything before 1964's Civil Rights Act is rooted in racism? Is that what we're saying? Well, I mean, pick a date. You could you could say the 2020 uh, riots. Everything before that, everything before the existence of Black Lives Matter, is racist. I mean, would you? What you could include Joe Biden? Well, if you don't vote we'll for there. me, we'll get there in a second. Um, if you don't vote for me, you ain't Biden. Um, 
So, and and I, I, am I going to soapbox a few times today? I, possibly. Here's the issue with this, and and you and I have talked about this off 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 air before show in show prep. The problem here, and 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 there are two schools of thought on policy. One school of thought is to leave things generally broad, um, to include things like hate in policy in dress code policy. There is and, one. And you pulled I, it up. I, I have. I have it's one. It's a local for you. school district. It's a local school district. I mean, I, this is pretty common under dress code in their in their policy for 2023-2024 school year. Students will dress in appropriate clothing that follows the district's dress code policy. Logos or clothing that promotes alcohol, drugs, tobacco, gang affiliation, nudity, violence, hate, or profanity is not allowed. No clothing or accessories are allowed to disrupt the educational process. Well, who determines what disrupts the educational process and who determines what falls under the category of hate? So nearly all of the things on that Dress code limitation are concrete. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, logos on cor- clothing. clothing that promotes alcohol. alcohol. So any beer, whiskey, liquor. So an old is it a old set, old row or whatever where they have like the it, it looks like a Budweiser logo, but it says Old South or whatever. What you do you can't wear that? Okay, now that's that's treading the line. That's treading the line, but I don't think you'd be allowed to wear that. Um, gang, I could see where that would be easy. I, so that's easy. Um, but a, a Marley, Bob Marley on a that shirt. It, that requires the the administration and the staff to be up to date on which gangs are most prevalent. No, I'm talking drugs. Oh, Bob you're talking Marley, drugs. Oh. Whether he has a doobie in his hand, I said a marijuana doobie. leaf, a marijuana uh, leaf. Yeah, a, a marijuana. What about a red, yellow, green striped shirt? Mm-mm. Okay. I would say that wouldn't fall under that. Tobacco. Tobacco, obvious. Easy. I mean. Uh, gang affiliation easy pretty, nudity I'm, I'm, pretty easy to I don't spot. know what it, I, I can't tell you what it looks like but I don't want to see it all right violence uh, violence that, that that's pretty a shirt, concrete a shirt with somebody beating somebody up yeah let me ask you this and 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 I'm gonna throw one out there and there are two well there's one that's very popular mm-hmm. well at least it was I don't know if it still is it's a shirt mm-hmm. and it's got a person's face on the front you know where I'm going possibly. Che. No, oh, yeah. Well, che, a shirt with Che on the front. Che Guevara, the enforcer for depends on your political Castro. Leanings. Depends on your political leanings at that point. Is that considered a hateful shirt? No. No, because you're no. No. The prevailing political ideology would say no. Let me ask you this. And and I never would if you wore this I would worry about you. If you wore a shirt that had a picture of Adolf Hitler on the front. That's considered violent. Is it hate? Hateful, yep. I'm going to throw one more out there, and I know no one... I would I'll, consider that hateful. I, I'm and, and we're playing a thought game here, and we're going to move on in just a second. Boy, my voice is still cracking. Uh, no one s- specifically knows, but an artist's rendering of the devil. Again, the prevailing ideology of the day would say no. Would... would so you think a school district would allow a, a student to walk down the hall with a goat or... I believe that a student walking down the hall with a goat head sitting on the horns, throne like the, like the, like the satanic temple the hoof. would be allowed. We would have a more likely odds of someone wearing a shirt with Jesus on it would probably get sent to the principal's Would office. that be hate? Maybe for another day. In the political ideology of the day, yes, it would be. So there's two schools of thought because on this. Because it would be anti-LGBTQ. Leave it broad and let people make the decisions. 
or make the policy narrow. I'm in, I'm in favor of making the policy narrower. And keep as few decisions out of the hands of people who aren't capable of making them. I, I don't even know how to end that sentence, but you get the point. The, and, and I'm not going to, I would fall probably somewhere closer to the narrow side. I understand that there are times when people need to be able to make decisions. The problem is our education system has taught people how to learn and not how to think. The Vanguard School released a statement to its parents yesterday. Dear Vanguard families, last week a student came to school with patches affixed to his backpack with a half dozen patches depicting guns slash weapons. I didn't see any of There was those. one of a knife, uh, not a knife, a sword. And one referencing sword. alcohol. Upon review by the district, they pointed out that in addition to these patches, the Don't Tread on Me flag patch, also known as the Gadsden flag, needed to be removed in accordance with school policy. Vanguard administrators consulted with district administrators who directed the school to inform the students' parents that the patch was not allowed at district schools. Vanguard administrators did uh, do so. Yesterday, the student returned with a patch still visible on his backpack. Following the district's direction, Vanguard administrators pulled the student aside so they could speak with his parents and the district. Upon learning of these events today, the Vanguard School Board of Directors called an emergency meeting. From Vanguard's founding, we have proudly supported our Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the ordered liberty that all Americans have enjoyed for almost 250 years. The Vanguard School recognizes the historical significance of the Gadsden flag and its place in history. This incident is an occasion for us to reaffirm our deep commitment to a classical education in support of these American principles. At this time, the Vanguard School Board and the district have informed the student's family that he may attend school with the Gadsden flag, flag patch visible on his backpack. So they, they, they bent to... They did the right thing here. They realized the historical significance of the flag and said, okay, it's not a hate-filled flag. It's not. But once again, let me backtrack to anybody can use anything for hate. Now, there are some things that are not intrinsically hateful. The Gaston flag was not meant as a symbol of hatred in any way, shape, or form, just as the cross of Christ has not been meant for hatred in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Robbie Starbuck on Twitter says that he actually reached out to the boy's parent, his mother, and the mother said that the school district called later after this was released and said that it will be allowed to be worn until a staff member or a student reports it. Oh, so next time somebody narks on him or says I'm I feel I feel threatened. Okay. Then you can't wear it. So okay. they didn't they did they are capitulating. Again, and I two points. Anything can be used for hate. That doesn't mean it was intended for hate. Once again, Jesus the cross of Jesus. That is a symbol of love. That is a symbol of redemption. Has anybody ever used it for hate? Probably. And shame on them. The Gadsden flag, the, we can just go down the line. You know, mm -hmm. intent, This there's certainly no intent I, that I'm aware of. There's no intent here. And the symbol itself. Go back to the point. Here, this, this, School district has, as we so often say, said the quiet part out loud. We're allowing people, students and administrators and teachers, those in authority and those under authority, right, to choose whether or not they're offended by something, and then they get the ultimate say over the child himself. 
we've taught people how to learn, not how to think. I could I could walk outside today. It's not raining hard it's yet. It's drizzling. Hurricane coming. My granddad would say it's spitting. Spitting a little rain here. Yeah. Um. I could walk outside and see anything, and I I dare even use an illustration and say that's hateful. I need it taken down now. We live in the Justin. We live in the land of the perpetually offended. Yes. We're addicted to outrage, and anything and everything that we can use to bolster our IQ, intersectional quotient, mm-hmm. anything we can use, I'm going to use that because it will launch me deeper into the depths of the absurdity of intersectionality and ulti- ultimately the the whole morass that is... Oh, we've said it a million times. Here it is. Theory. What theory? <sighs> Critical. Critical theory. And moving on to <laughs> another topic. Quickly, hurry, quickly, quickly run. move away. Um, the Biden administration's facing some problems. We're, we're, we're grabbing at a gnat as we talk There's about Joe Biden. There's a gnat that's run that's just flying all around it's, here. It's product of the hurricane. It might be a Florida gnat. Could be. Might have malaria. Um, the Biden administration, specifically Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. the third. Is running into a few issues. A few. A few. Uh, a FOIA request was filed with the National Archives, and the National Archives uh, released this statement to uh, to those who filed the FOIA request. This letter is in response to your FOIA request dated June 9, twenty twenty-two. It's August thirtieth, twenty twenty-three. Two months. No, it's been a half month. It's been a year. Oh, 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 oh. It's been a year. I'm sorry, I didn't catch the twenty-two part. For My access bad. to Biden vice presidential records pertaining to all emails from the accounts. You ready for this? So Biden had a couple of nom de plumes. What it, a nom de plume. Say that say that in English, please. Names that ain't yours. Oh, oh, oh. Nom de plumes. Aliases. AKAs. Also known as also known as. Uh careful. Um they included they included Robin Ware four five six at gmail.com. Robin, unique. Robinette. Robin Ware. Robinette. Uh, you ready for this? Robert L. Peters at PCI.gov. Made that, up email. Is that Pete? Robert L. Peters, probably. And then my favorite one, JRBware at gmail.com. JRBware, Junior. JRBware. Last time we heard about Jr., he was like, didn't he die in Dallas and then back to life? I prefer not to think about that. These were preserved through the National Archives and Records Administration. We have performed a search of our collection for vice presidential records related to your request, and we have found and identified approximately 5,138 email messages, 25 electronic files, and 200 pages of potentially responsive records that must be processed in order to respond to your request. 5,138 email messages originating or sent to these three email addresses while the president was or was vice president of the United States in the Obama administration, including 25 electric files. We have record that these emails were included in email chains to Hunter Biden while he was on the board of Burisma at, in Ukraine. Jo- jo- I just got the JRB, Joseph Robinette Biden. But what the where? Beware. Where? J.R. Beware. No, Biden. Where? Yeah. 
what the where is for. I, I just like how it says JRB where. That's just interesting <laughs> to me. Look out! Um, Sorry. So what we have is a <laughs> vice president at the time. What we have is here. a failure to communicate. Or a failure to over-communicate. Well, he's using private emails to conduct government business. Wait, we've heard of this. Paging Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Do we think anything's going to come of this? No. No. However, 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 the previous guy who had some documents in his bathroom, burn him at the stake. You see the problem? Wait. Who has, at this point, who, has, who hasn't had documents in their house? We've got, people, we've got, some people read the newspaper in the bathroom. Some we've got Mike Pence saying, it. listen, man, we've got Joseph Robinette Jr., Biden, the third, the fourth, whoever, seventh. Wait, never mind. We can't talk about that grandkid. Um, no, he, he talks about it. Now. Oh, now? Whew, yeah. It's politically safe. Hunter, Hunter and, and, and the baby's mom, the girl's mom are working through a good parental. Good setup. deal. Um, AKA. He had him next to the 67 Corvette that nearly burnt down on the house fire. That's just like what happened in Maui. Too soon? No, he said it. Okay. Um, we are going to talk about course, that the other day. Of course, Mar-a-Lago, which, by the way, does not even belong to Donald Trump anymore. It belongs to a holding company, mm -hmm. which is who's? Juniors. Um, mm. <laughs> probably for good reason. Um, they all, I mean... I'll guarantee you the one name that's been kept out of this so far, he probably has him. Barack H. Obama. Mike Pence had him. Yeah, Bush mean, has him. That's like Carter still has him. Okay. I'm just gonna play a game. And I know we're gonna run over on time here. Let's say like three more things to Let's say that it's January the whatever. And all of your stuff, all of it, is in the White House. Mm hmm You start throwing things in the truck. And the president is about to be the former president, and a new guy's or gal is coming in. Way to be, way to be equal. All the people that come in—if you've ever seen this—it's fascinating. A moving crew descends onto the White House. Hundreds of people. They move the former president out and the new president in within a day. Within a few hours. It's while the inauguration's happening. They've never seen an inauguration. Let's just say that, and I'm not even talking like nuclear codes, something with a confidential stamp, classified, is on the top. You got a, got a top secret clearance, and it makes its way into a box. Now, you're the former president, and you Your job is home. to report it. You want to go home, and you have one thing on the mind, a nap, a long nap, like a three-week nap. Not, not if you're Donald Trump. Okay. Big Mac. Our, Big, Mac Big Mac Diet Coke. Don't drink those calories. Right. <laughs> I'm telling you, you are not going to the bottom of a banker's box to find out if there's any tox, to, toxic. I did it. Top did said, knock the mic over. Top secret documents. You're not doing it. Right. Now, you also probably don't brag at a donor gathering at your home holding the documents up saying, I have these. Yeah, probably not the best They're idea. They're here. Probably not the best idea. Here's the problem with Joe Biden. There's a needle to be, or an uh, eye to be threaded. Here's the, here's the problem with Joe Biden, one of many. <laughs> Is, here's the problem. He, we found an it. AP, uh, an AP NORC poll showed that a majority of Americans, both Republicans and Democrats, think that the president is too old. 
and one person described him as you a potato. Ageist. So he's got that problem going for him. He he's barely <laughs> coherent that. anymore. He doesn't know what he's saying. And so here's here's where we really dig in. Joe Biden yesterday or two days ago had this to say about the shooting in Jacksonville. Pause for just a moment. I thought things had changed. I was able to literally, not figuratively, talk Strom Thurmond into voting for the, for the Civil Rights Act before he died. And I thought, well, maybe there's real progress. But hate never dies. It just hides. It hides under the rocks. And when someone breathes a little oxygen in it, it comes out roaring out. So that was Joe Biden talking about Strom Thurmond voting for the Civil Rights Act. Um, now, the Civil Rights Act was passed in 1964. The, um, the, the, the swearing-in of Joe Biden to the Senate took place in 1972. What's more interesting is that Strom Thurmond literally filibustered the bill in 1957 in what is still considered to be one of the longest filibusters in the history of the U.S. Senate. Yeah. And he voted he no the on the final book. bill. He also died like 40 years after the bill was passed. Now, what, he, what they might be talking about is the Civil Rights Act of 1991. Strom Thurmond did vote yes for that one. He opposed 64 and 68 and the Voting Rights Act of 65, but he did vote for the 1991 Act, mm -hmm. which was a minor addition at that point. But you know who's responsible for that change of heart? Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. Beware. He, he, is, he is pulling America together in unity, saying that he's not good at his job. While he's doing that, in order, so this is how this all ties together. We have Joe Biden lying about his record in public. That's not a shock. He's been doing that since he ran for office the first time in 1972. So he's lying about his record. Economy not really doing well. Unemployment numbers are down because people just aren't looking for jobs. They're not filing for unemployment. They're just staying at home. We have a war in Ukraine that we are continuing to fund. Latest uh Gift was given yesterday to the to the uh, amusement of Volodymyr Zelensky, and of course we have American cities falling into decay and disrepair. But the Biden administration has a plan, Mitch, of how they're going to get reelected, and that is appealing to Gen Z. We've got a plan, and by appealing to Gen Z, they have hired. This individual named Harry Sisson. Oh, Harry Sisson or Harry Sison is one of my favorite followers on Twitter because he is, well, um, I want to be delicate. He's he's not smart. He's, he's a Sisson. He's fairly fairly I think dumb. That's a new adjective phrase. Like don't be a Sisson. He's 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 fairly not smart. Now he his byline on Twitter, twenty Democrat. Gives his handle, which is the same, on TikTok, and then his email. He has 167.4 thousand followers, and his pinned tweet says, I'm a Gen Z voter, and I'd happily vote for President Biden again in 2024. Um, vote for the guy who's never had his mugshot taken, never been indicted, never been arrested, and never had to post bond. Well, there's because a reason he's for above that. the law. Um, there are, 
Biden visited his school the other day. This picture says it all. President Biden is a true leader. He's compassionate, caring, kind, honest, and respectful. I'm so glad that he's our president. Like, these are talking points that not even the most devout Democrats will give you. He also hosts his own show called Unplugged. Two Gen Zers diving into the big issues of the day. God help us all. I did pull a clip from this show that I think it's important for us to take a look at. And this clip is Harry and his buddy, bros, just hanging out, talking about Roe v. Wade, man. Here's what two Gen Z 20-year-old men had to say about Roe. Uh But when it comes to 2024, I know a lot of people aren't fans of Biden. They don't agree with Biden. But the one thing I can promise you about President Biden is that if there are openings in the courts, on the Supreme Court, in lower courts, Biden's going to fill them with judges who are pro-choice. Right. So let's just say Clarence Thomas and Justice Alito, who are in their 70s, retire. Or even Justice Roberts, who's been on the court for 15 years, Chief Justice Roberts. Biden's going to appoint someone who's pro-choice. And the minute, the minute we have even a 5-4 or, or even a 5-4 minority or majority, depending on who retires, there will be a lawsuit against these abortion bans, Ooh. and it's going to go all the way up to the Supreme Court because uh, it only takes four justices to rule on a case, or take it up at least, and they are going to reinstall the protections that we've had. There's going to be a little blip in history if we continue to elect Democratic presidents who appoint pro-choice judges, judges who actually follow the law to the bench. So in 2024, exactly. you don't have to like Biden. You don't have to agree with everything he's done. You could say you could say this or that about Biden, but remember, the presidency is not just the person in it. They will they affect so much. And I exactly. think a way we can get back Roe v. Wade and, and the protections we had previously are through judges. Um, and the only way to do that yeah. is appointing liberal right. ones. Protections that who had? You didn't have protections under Roe v. Wade. Women didn't even have, didn't even have protections under Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade was a, was a poorly written judicial decision in 1973 that you all adopted as law of the land. And everyone was fooled into believing that we had to follow this ridiculousness. I love nothing more than two 20-year-old bros talking about how to abscond from their decisions that result in the pregnancy. Because, you know, like, if we do this, like, and... Yeah, never mind. It's awful. It's awful. By the way, I love how he hides the ball there at the end. You know, you don't even have to like President Biden, but you like abortion, right? You like killing kids, right? You like having unprotected sex and not having to worry about the consequences, right? Well, if you like that, then you should vote Democrat. I'm sorry, was that too on the nose? I want to make sure. Was that was that too on the nose? My bad. My bad. Also, just, just going to say it. I applaud him for working the system, getting hired by the Biden administration to be a mouthpiece to Gen Zers. He's making good money. I'm not going to fault him for that. Yeah. And he's got a following. He's just literally wrong on everything, and and, hey, and he's right. And he's allowed the right to be wrong. It's America. It's America, baby. You can do what you want. Speaking, oh dear, of rights that I disagree with, I am. I want to be careful with what I'm about to say because I'm still trying to get candidates onto our candidate conversations. There are many candidates in this presidential race who will give you the following statement: I don't believe children should be able to transition and change their gender. But adults should be able to do whatever they want to do. 
There are many who say that. Mm. And to you, I say, you lost my vote. Because I believe transgenderism, and I'm quoting a known host here, one that I agree with. Transgenderism as an ideology should be removed from society. Hmm. Point blank, carte blanche. Through thoughtful counseling. Through thoughtful counseling. I don't. I'm not. I'm not talking about like as a dysphoria. Running people from you know down from trees and no. burning them at the stake. No. no, I'm talking about just the ideology needs to be removed. Full full horse and buggy. The person who's really become mainstream in this is Dylan Mulvaney. Not him again. We led with this. We'll end with this. Everyone, where were you? When the streamies were taking place, I'm sure you were sitting on your... You look forward to the streamies the way I look forward to college football season, don't you? Dylan Mulvaney won a streamy last night. What is a streamy? These are awards for new age TikTok YouTubers, streamers. And not the things you hang for parties. Oh. Dylan Mulvaney, who's changed his look and not... It's blonde. Um... Here, here is Dylan Mulvaney's acceptance speech after winning a streamy. Oh my God! Hi. You know, I'm really shocked because I thought the only award I would ever maybe win was maybe a Tony Award, but now I'm a musical theater gal with a streamy. Theater TikTok, we made it to the mainstream. Uh, 532 days ago, I made a coming out video that turned into my Days of Girlhood series. And uh, my life has been changed for the better. Um, But on the flip side, there's also been an extreme amount of transphobia and hate. And I know that my community is feeling it. And I now know that even our allies are feeling it. And I look around this room and I just see so many amazing allies that have platforms And I think allyship right now needs to look differently and you need to support trans people publicly and, 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 and proudly. And I think the trans community and the creator community actually have something in common and it's that people often underestimate us. But I know that we can stay optimistic about just the future of transness in general, because if we can influence people to buy $22 Air One smoothies, we can also do this. Um, I just, I love you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to go have a beer, and I love you. Bet you that beer's a Bud Light. Uh, okay, so I, I just want to say this, just really quick, and uh, we got to get out of here. You're not a victim. Once again, make me holding me holding a view that has literally been held by all of society until about 20 minutes ago is not hateful. I don't hate you. No. I don't hate Dylan Mulvaney. I have no reason to hate Dylan Mulvaney. I'm bothered I'd sit by down, Dylan Mulvaney. I'd sit down and talk with him. Yeah, I'd gladly, love to. But understand... I'm not going to participate in your delusion, and I'm not going to sacrifice my beliefs in order to push your beliefs. See that that one part of that clip where he mentions that you know uh, my community is feeling pressure, but you don't have a community. Secondly, that it's so important that allies speak boldly now. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! Does everything have to be filtered through this idea of trans good? Hetero bad? I'm confused. Where where are we at? 
where we are at is a place where Americans are going to have to decide and people are going to have to decide what side they stand on. This is an issue, guys, that we have to take seriously. We have a campaign across the country and specifically have a bill here in South Carolina, a help not harm bill, that we'll be talking more about in the coming days, weeks, months, and into the legislative session. Get ready. Transgenderism is wrong. Let me say that again. Transgenderism is wrong. But the people who are enveloped in this ideology are not beyond the pale of help. They are, they are people, they, are, they have souls that are in just as much need as rescue as mine and yours. And so the goal of those of us who stand on the side of truth and common sense and logic and biology should not be to demonize people. It should be to portray the ideology as it is, which is insidious and harmful and destructive, while also seeking to help and rescue the people trapped in it. Yeah. And that doesn't happen by lifting up people like Dylan Mulvaney, who, by the way, is making millions of dollars playing a caricature of a woman every day of his life. Again, uh, Hurricane Adelia has made landfall in Florida. It has now pushed through that that gulf bend of Florida. Power is being restored to hundreds of thousands of people already in Florida. So again, our thoughts and prayers are with the people of Florida and the people of that area. We pray that you um, stay safe. And for those of you that may be watching us in southern Georgia, around the Golden Isles area, place that I love dearly, uh, be safe down there. And of course, uh, Hilton Head, Beaufort, Edisto, Charleston, Myrtle Beach, Orangeburg, Florence, Columbia, and the entire state will be feeling the effects of Hurricane, now soon to be Tropical Storm Idalia, in the matter of hours. Uh, we pray that you stay safe, that you and your family have everything that you need, and that you stay hunkered down for a couple of hours, and it'll hunkered. pass on through. You said it. Hunkered. Hunker down, you dogs. Um, we, we know that, that this passed through quickly. Stay safe while it does. We'll have our first ever episode of Beyond the Walls debuting later this week. That will be our Friday episode of the Palmetto Family Matters Network. Look forward to launching that on Friday. Stay tuned to our social media pages and to the podcast feed where you're watching this uh, to get connected again. Give us that five-star rating and review. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, we would greatly appreciate that. If we can get enough subscriptions, we might start doing something special if we can get to certain benchmarks. Maybe we start thinking about that. I just something, came up with that. Something special? I just came up with that on the air. We'll like, see We'll see where it goes. Who knows? Something special. Who knows? Hmm. That's all the time we have for our Wednesday edition. It's the last show of the month of August. <gasps> we'll be back in the month of September post-Labor Day edition. Thanks so much for watching and listening to the fastest-growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina. For Mitch Prosser. This one? Yes, this okay. one. For Mitch Prosser and our entire team at Palmetto Family, I'm Justin Hall. We'll talk to you after the Labor Day weekend. Have a good one.